0: Welcome to the New Age. It's your guy, Dayton. In New Age, we trust. How y'all feeling today, fellas?
1: I feel good, good. It's Friday. You know, here at New Age, we identify as anything but trust fund babies. In other words, trust fund babies. We are not. However, we bring you our perspective on all things business, money, and culture.
2: And today is Overlooked Stories of the Week, where we bring you guys what we feel is an overlooked story of the week and discuss it amongst ourselves. Let's yes. get
0: started. Normally we dedicate our Fridays to all in bets, but football is off. Football is off, NBA is trash, and March Madness hasn't started yet. So, we're going to do overlooked headlines. Does anybody want to start or y'all want me to get straight into it?
1: Get straight into it, sir.
0: Okay, I'm I'm going to start with with the Beijing Olympics. Their ratings was a total disaster. A total disaster. This is coming off of 2021 ratings of the Summer Olympics. I'm not sure. Where where was that located? Was it in Brazil? Or was it? I'm not sure where it was located at. But this is back-to-back Olympics. That ratings was just straight-up trash. Straight-up trash. What's your thoughts? Is the Olympics
1: dead? You, you know what's... <clears> hmm. <throat> what I think about this is, it's so much other shit going on in the world. Mm. If you think about, you know, the pandemic, we've, in st- you know, I would say technically still in the pandemic that, uh, you know, was birthed two years ago or in um, March, almost two years ago to date. Um, so, you know, when people's lives are disrupted <laughs> and, you know, um, you know, they have to find a way to see some type of control back or some uh, a sense of normalcy you know I think Olympics be you know get begin to get further down you know your list of priorities
2: yeah I'm going to agree with what you said like need some water no I'm good (laughs) I think that Ben, have like you don't even know what's the COVID restrictions over there like their COVID numbers is different from our COVID numbers their restrictions are different from our restrictions so like COVID's playing a major factor into it but as far as the ratings like you said there's a lot more other things going on in the world that I didn't even know there was a winning Olympics going on that's first right
0: mm-hmm.
2: if it wasn't for US basketball I wouldn't know there was a summer Olympics last year <laughs> <laughs> and I barely knew that we even played in that so I was like is the Olympics dying uh i can't say that but the interest has fallen because there's other things in the world that's going on that's more important i'm gonna just i mean i'm gonna say with my chest the olympics are dying
0: the olympics <laughs> are dying like they need to they need to be resuscitated i think with what happens with the olympics is we get a, a, a good storyline mm. we had the michael phelps storyline we had the uh, the Usain Bolt storyline going on, and you know, among others, even we had the uh, women's soccer storyline mm-hmm.
1: recently. By the way, they the, won that lawsuit.
0: Right, Re- yeah, this week, right? Or yep. they not, they didn't win it; they settled. Was yeah, that set- the ratings for America or just uh, the Olympics in whole worldwide? U.S. ratings, so you know we big consumers so if it, if the us ratings down then that you know so let me just read the this game drew the lowest us ratings ever ever so i mean to me this is the second straight year that the olympics really have hasn't had too many storylines and if you if there's no storylines if we aren't you know getting attached to these certain athletes it's no i don't see we seen it with college basketball we was attached to zion williamson when he was in duke the next year i mean to to be honest i haven't seen college basketball recover yet
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like even people was tuning into college basketball during december november when zion was in there now we just waiting for march madness pretty much so obviously you still gonna have your people that watch it, but I'm gonna say it with my chest, the Olympics, the Olympics
2: is dying. No, I, I, I mean I can agree to a certain extent, but I feel as though once we have like more star power from an American standpoint, then the ratings are pick back up. Like who who are we watching?
1: That's, mm-hmm. that's the American
2: thing. Who is who? Who is America watching? If America. Doesn't have a star or another country doesn't have a storyline like a, like a Hussein boat. I don't think it's gonna be interesting. Wish, uh, Simone Biles was a star,
0: right? She actually withdrew from the competition midway or yeah, like
1: yeah. Uh, now that was the Summer Olympics. Though. Yeah, that was the yeah.
0: Summer Olympics, right? It's just it's just interesting to me. I think I think we're in the early stages of the Olympics done.
1: But but you know what else? I'm, this. It was reported early on that the United States wasn't going to even participate Mm. in the Olympics. So that may have something to do with it as well. You're
0: talking about the Winter Olympics.
1: The Winter Olympics, which the Olympics that just passed. Right, right, right. right. So, and because it was in China, it was in Beijing. And our tensions with China, um, you know, early on, President Biden was talking about, you know, punishing them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by not participating in it so that may have something to do with the ratings being down as well as far as the american ratings
0: mm-hmm. and and this is just my final thought on it. i'm gonna let y'all go i'm with you it's just it's so many other things i can get into these days i can watch i can get on tiktok i can watch youtube netflix i can and watch chill. netflix disney plus Spider, Spider-Man No Way From Home just came out. I'm into Marvel movies. I'm into these superhero movies. Utopia. Yeah, it's just. I'm euphoria. Yeah, euphoria. Utopia, <laughs> utopia euphoria. <laughs> I'm waiting for Utopia, Travis Scott to drop this out. I mean, it's just so much stuff that I can get into. I, I think the interest of me watching a 10-second race is losing its power or a minute and a half race. I think it's losing its power, Mm. let alone what I didn't mention, which is gaming. Mm. Didn't even mention that. So that's one of my overlooked stories of the
1: week. Um, My overlooked story for the week is dealing with uh, the SEC. The SEC came out with a report on yesterday that potentially they're going to 10X the rule or the parameters for accredited investors. In the 2008 crash, some parameters was put in place that in order to protect, allegedly protect investors. So in order to participate in these uh, startups, you had to have a net worth of at least a million dollars outside of the home that you live in. Or you had to have an income of at least 200000 for two years straight. And if you're a married couple, $300,000 together. Gary Gensler and his SEC has proposed 10x in that to have, you have to have a net worth of at least $10 million. So what I want to know is, how do you, what do you guys think about this? Is Gary Gensler protecting investors or is he protecting the wealth of the wealthy?
0: (laughs) I mean, this is, this is typical SEC elite government regulation tactics. This is what they do. This is what they do. They, they say they're trying to protect us, and in all actuality, they're hurting us. I think anybody who's, who has six figures in their portfolio, anybody who has $6,000 in, in their portfolio, She had a right to be able to invest in whatever they want to invest in, and they want to continue to overregulate this, but deregulate something else. Overregulate retail investors, but let big institution investors, neck it short, and all these other things. When are they going to hold them accountable? Stop trying to hold the little man accountable for something that we have already accounted for.
1: And, and really, I see that, you know, they're taking opportunity away from, you know, the less or the under, communities that's underserved right. or, um, you know, less privileged. So it, when, when you you tell me that you're protecting investors by taking opportunity away, that's a contradiction within itself.
0: Right. Antonio looks stuck over there. What's um, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, uh... It's, it's these regulations with with the SEC. Like I don't know what to believe no more. Like <laughs> the trans. I've been waiting. You know, like I've been saying all week. I've been waiting for the transparency rule to kick in. Uh, last night I hit the registry. Then not probably like an hour ago, Gary Gensler tweeted from the SEC Twitter account saying we're being more transparent to protect investors. Um, I gotta see it to believe it. Like once you see, once I see things happen, that's protecting the investor <laughs> then I'll believe it till then it's all hearsay to me so I mean Gary you gotta show me something I'm
1: I'm confused as to what is the definition of protecting an <laughs> investor <Right. laughs> because I see no protection here you know are you protecting me by not allowing me to participate is that what the yeah. you know qualifications they don't want of you. a protection
0: they don't want you to hurt yourself that's really like that's really what it is. They don't want you to hurt yourself. Meanwhile, and like I say, we do all in bets here. But meanwhile, we got you know gambling becoming more legal. It's just it's just the United States can be one of the biggest contradictions. That we got investing. They want to regulate investing more, but they deregulating gambling more. It's just. And obviously, the SEC don't handle gambling, but it's just it's just outrageous to me.
1: And that says it within itself. Say that one more time. You, you said they want to regulate investing, but deregulate gambling. Right. <laughs> what a crock of sh...
0: Go ahead, Antonio. What's your overlooked story of the week?
2: My overlooked story of the week... Is a part of the, the war in Ukraine and Russia Now what's being overlooked You know we see the invasion We see Putin on TV every day We see the Ukraine government, government on TV every day We see even see Joe Biden on TV every day Addressing this But what we don't see Is the everyday people that live in Ukraine Or the everyday people that live in Russia That's about to get dragged into the war With the draft I've seen that Ukraine put out Articles saying that If you can pick up a gun You can stand front line in the war you had civilians that never shot a gun in their life, a civilian, civilians that don't even know how to defend nothing but their home, and you want them on the front line defending your country. I don't think that that's the bright idea, but hey, that's the situation that they're in. I seen a YouTube clip yesterday, not a YouTube clip, I'm sorry, a Twitter video yesterday where a young father was saying goodbye to his daughter. This little girl had to be about four years old, and he was just crying. And the little girl got on the bus to go to a different area, and he had to stay back and fight for his country. It's a lot of things going on in the world. I'm pretty sure last week these people never thought about being a part of the war today.
1: That they that they didn't incite. <laughs> right, right. I have
2: no that's no. That's the biggest point.
1: And and you talking about Biggie to your point, like you said, the article came out, you know, on CNN or they were discussing it on CNN um, that the president. Bans males ages eighteen to sixty years old from leaving Ukraine in new declaration in order that they'll have enough, you know, troops or individuals to fight this unwarranted war. Right.
0: I mean, like like we said, like we was talking about yesterday. It's just it's it's unfortunate. I mean, I couldn't imagine being drafted. To fight someone's—I mean, I'm gonna say how it is. Someone's war that really ain't mine. It really ain't my war. Now, at 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 a certain point in time, like we just talked about SEC and stuff like that, we we gotta start thinking about the civilians, like right. The the elites, the government, the regulators it seems that they think of themselves first and then the people uh and like even when we was talking about the other day Ukraine just did uh announced martial law yesterday mm-hmm. and granted you know I get why they're doing it and i can see why now yeah, as well i get why they're doing it but it's just like and th- it's just unfortunate it's just yeah. unfortunate we seen videos of you know russian protesters uh, you know, feet away or a couple blocks away from the Kremlin, protesting the war, knowing that you know you're protesting in Russia, and that ain't always a good thing to do. But they're risking it, so it's, it's it's just unfortunate. Like when are when are we gonna consider the people that you know you actually
2: serving? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I feel sorry for those that's gonna really like lose their lives that. It's not a, really a part of this, but now it's officially a part of this. And, like, just go back. Just ask a question, like, will you be rebellion if you got drafted? Would I be? No, no I like,
1: I'm glad you went there. Well,
2: like, you know how, like, you got either you help us in the war or you go to jail.
1: Like, Muhammad, yeah. Ali. Yeah, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali.
2: Yeah, you know who my favorite athlete is, right? LeBron James.
0: No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Ali. Ali, one of my favorite athletes of all time. So that's your answer. It's going to be I'm riding with Ali. Spirit.
1: So, So it's like, you know, to say this, it's almost like either way, your life is potentially being taken away from you. If I fight this war, I jeopardize my life being taken away. But if I take a stance and say that I don't want to fight in this war, then they can lock me up and, you know, take some of my life away from me. Right. So it's like you're in a no-win situation. And I don't really see this as... If this is the nature or the essence of what a government is, then do away with the government.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so do away with the government.
1: <laughs> and I'm serious when I say that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand where
0: you're coming from. On a On a lighter note, let's talk about streaming. Let's talk about Netflix. This is a... My second overlooked story of the week. So, Netflix dropped its story, I mean, it's story, it's show called Cat Burglar. Okay, its latest game is an addictive trivia title from the creators of Bandersnatch, an interactive experience called Cat Burglar, where correct choices help move the story forward. So, it's a trivia game, but it helps move the story forward. You know, one of our biggest things about Netflix was they got to continue to evolve. They got to continue to innovate. I kept saying they need to get more into gaming, more into gaming. This is how Netflix does it. And they do it in a way that a lot of people, well, really, nobody's really doing this. Not too many, like nobody's really doing it, especially from a tech platform stand So, do this on Netflix. Okay, so this is from the Netflix VP. It says, you can only do this on Netflix, quote unquote of comedy he's the VP of comedy and interactive lead Andy well tells the verge okay so you can't do this on any other platform because we're on a te- we are a tech company and this in the D is the DNA of Netflix all along the idea that you can interact with the content is something that we are exploring across all genres and all types of things this is a big move for Netflix and I think this it's going to be quiet now, but this is the future of Netflix. If they can use if they can tackle gaming from this standpoint, be, be interactive with the shows. Imagine you're watching Squid Game and you can interact or possibly even like play one of the games as they're playing it on Squid Game. I think that is huge. And if they can capitalize, this, especially from a tech perspective. I just watched most of Netflix users um, or streamers watch it on TV. This is a great way for them to c- continue to tap into mobile by making it more interactive. This is, to me, the best story of the week, the most overlooked story of the week. This is amazing to me.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Dayton. I think it's both the best story of the week as well as the most overlooked because I had no idea until you just released this bombshell on us, you know, live on this podcast. This is a home run for Netflix, and what what I really see is is really them entering into the metaverse, right? Is their way to enter it's into the metaverse, way, but nobody so, else is doing. But it. nobody else is doing this from a content
0: from, yeah, uh, from a platform content standpoint. Exactly. This the is the biggest
1: different. thing I get out of this, even though I'm excited about you know, and I'm not a gamer, so to speak. But I can see me participating in something like this because I love movies. Yeah, I love television. But so
0: so this isn't not to cut you off, but to cut you off. This isn't hardcore gaming, though. Think about it. right. That's a trivia. Right. Like you could just have your, you know, your family. Your three That's what I'm four, saying. Like a family, think trivia. Think about the
1: fa- how this impacts the family. Yeah. The togetherness right. with the family. Exactly. We can compete with each other net while netflixing and chilling yes yeah, like, this is the equivalent of netflix and chilling. yeah
0: it's like a game night almost yeah they could do a lot with this the
1: biggest thing i see with this and then antonio you know love to hear your perspective on it it's time to invest in the netflix mm. especially while the market is retraced this is a 10x move for netflix this it's, is huge so they, you if, if mm-hmm. you're an investor, if you're not, you may want to consider this is not financial advice, doing some research and due diligence on this, but I'm putting my dollar my pennies next to the investors and institutions dollars. <laughs> <All>
2: right. <clears throat> I think you still need some water. I'm good. <clears throat> I think the biggest thing on that article you read that stood out to me was Netflix and I've never heard and again I could be in the metaverse somewhere, but I've never heard Netflix say they're a tech company. This move, making them a tech company, moving away from a streaming service. No,
0: they was always a tech company. Always a tech company. That's why we that's why we grouped them in with Fang. You got Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, and am I missing one? Fang. Apple. Apple, yeah. So they they are considered a um, big tech tech company but the reason why they're a uh, overlooked tech company and this is how they went blockbuster ass, cuz they was overlooked from a tech perspective the reason why we overlooked them is cuz now they're doing their own production so it looks like they look like a more so a media company which they are a media company but they're a media tech company we look at them the more hybrid. so right we, more, we look at them more so, especially since they started developing their own content, more so like one of the broad, big broadcasting networks, like, a, like, a, like Disney. a Disney, Fox, things like that. We put them in that
2: lane, but they was built off of, off of tech, off of the internet. I've never really heard of Netflix or identified Netflix as a tech, as a tech company solely. No, never heard that before. But... Fang. Fang identity i mean i'm talking about identity when you say netflix tech doesn't ring a bell but i understand
0: i understand that but i mean you gotta look at with the the i get what you are saying you talking i guess you talking about from just the average i'm talking about silicon valley looks i mean they group them all together that's why it's called the fang stocks they look at them as, you know, a tech company.
1: they big tech company. Yeah, they fame, big, They big tech. are the big tech yeah. in a stock on a yeah. Wall Street.
0: So, I mean, I get why you're saying that, but maybe not your regular consumer. I mean, they might just look, you know, but they was built as a innovative tech play from the jump. And that's why they outlasted a company that wasn't innovative in tech, and that's Blockbuster.
1: Yeah, see, and that's what I see him as, to Antonio's point. You're right. From a technical standpoint, You, they, it's always been identified with the big tech companies under Fang. Um, but to Antonio's point, I do see how we can easily, um, because there's a hybridness there. And most tech companies, you know, it's rare that we see the hybrid, um them you know taking over another type of industry they're not saying that they don't but it's just you know it's rare so i'm just curious
0: would would y'all consider a tick tock snapchat a tech company
1: that's a good question i i don't necessarily i wouldn't necessarily consider them like right off the top of my head yeah they, from an identity I would they, identify them as a social media
0: right. platform but they clearly a tech company mm-hmm. Facebook is mm-hmm. one of the tech leaders so
1: right I mean they under fame they fall under fame
0: right so that's it from the new age things are heating up it's a lot going on in the world today I hope everybody is smiling today happy waking up with you know gratitude and peace thank you we we love you we love the support follow us on new age um, trust at Instagram and TikTok. This is going on New Age Sound. Like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Age. And New Age, we trust.